The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at buffalorumlings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Now that we've turned the calendar from March into April, most of our focus over at Buffalo Rumblings is going to shift to the 2021 NFL Draft. There'll still be some signings and uh, you know cleaning up you know, the dust in the corners and all that stuff with uh, free agency. Uh, but the Buffalo Bills are going to be turning the majority of their attention to the NFL Draft, and so are we. Most of our questions today reflect that change as we are you know, keeping an eye on the NFL Draft, the first round, and beyond. So make sure you go over to buffalorumblings.com right at the top of the page. There's a link to not only all of our free agency work, but right next to it is all of our preview stuff for the 2021 NFL Draft. And all of our draft coverage will be right inside of that link. So you can go check that out whenever you get a chance. The Buffalo Bills have done a great job plugging all of their holes in the starting lineup during free agency, re-signing guys, uh, adding a few key players. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to, over in our podcast feed is that little quick four-and-a-half-minute blurb from SB Nation where they talk about the Buffalo Bills offseason. And it's um, it's a hot-take opinion that the Buffalo Bills had the best offseason in the AFC. And uh, stats over at uh, SB Nation's Monday Football Money show uh, had that uh opinion and so they debate that over in our feed make sure you go take a a listen to that uh, while you're doing your draft listening here on the buffalo rumblings podcast network before we get into your questions i wanted to remind you that you can always send in your questions for next week's episode at 716-508-0405 you can text or leave a voicemail at that number 716-508-0405 Uh, You can find us on Twitter at Rumblings Q&A with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can send messages to Facebook or Instagram on the Buffalo Rumblings official accounts or email us buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. Before we get into your questions this week on Monday, I really shifted our coverage over at buffalorumblings.com from free agency to the draft with an opinion piece highlighting what I think the Buffalo Bills needs 
are heading into the NFL draft now that free agency is over. And I wanted to go through that prioritized list with my listeners here. Uh, all offseason, I've been saying that the Bills needed to upgrade at edge defender. And then after the Mario Addison restructure, it became an even bigger problem for 2022. So not only do they need to upgrade for 2021, but they also need um, a long-term play at 2022. Now picking at 30 in the draft, and we'll get into this in a second, but picking at 30 in the draft isn't going to be a great place for them to get an instant impact at edge rusher, but I still think it's their number one priority going into the NFL draft later this month. My second priority is cornerback two. Um, I like Levi Wallace as a stopgap player, as you know, your uh, backstop, as your base level, replacement level NFL cornerback, but I think that the Bills could upgrade there, plus Wallace is only here on a one-year deal and there's really no depth at the position. Dane Jackson is a really green player and I don't really want to trust him to you know come in and play considerable snaps if Wallace gets hurt. So I think cornerback two, uh, you know, an outside cornerback is their uh, second largest need heading into the NFL draft. Uh, then I put interior offensive line, which um, surprised a few people because they were able to retain Ike Butker and Cody Ford and Mitch Morse and John Feliciano all being able to play guard and those guys have NFL starting experience at guard but um, of those guys I mentioned um, Bucker is only got one year left on his deal Cody Ford hasn't really played up to his NFL draft status and Morse and Feliciano really only have one more guaranteed year left on their deals and they can move on from either of those players a year from now so with all of those questions question marks at the interior offensive line I put that at the you know number three spot on my list someone they draft could conceivably come in and be the opening day starter at guard um it wouldn't be out of the question uh, and so having that there both for the short term again and the long term is is something that i value one tech defensive tackle is again another sneaky need i have for this team star latulale didn't play last year uh, who knows what he's going to look like coming back this year. He is going to play this year, and his salary is guaranteed, so the Bills aren't going to move on from him this season. But a year from now, they probably will. And Harrison Phillips isn't in a position to take over that role, so they're going to need a solid one-tech defensive tackle to be that space eater in the middle of their line. And I think the Bills should draft that guy this year in one of the middle rounds, or at least a guy that might be able to fill that role. I put wide receiver next. Um... Cole Beasley's up there in age. Emmanuel Sanders is on a one-year deal. Um, I, th I really like the Bills wide receiver group as it stands now, but that's a position I could see them even drafting someone in the first round, depending on how the board falls this year. So it's not, it wouldn't be crazy. Um, it's not my preferred position group to draft at 30th overall this year, but I, I could see it happening. Tight end is next, even though I know that the Bills need bodies at the tight end position. It's a notoriously slow developing position. And so I had that a little bit lower down my draft needs list because I don't think they're going to be able to get a guy that's ready to contribute right away like a Kyle Pitts. Three tech defensive tackle comes after that uh, with Vernon Butler set to become a free agent after 2021. And who knows what's going to happen with Ed Oliver. Um, I was hoping he would take a step forward last year. Then they had to reshuffle their entire defensive line because of Star Latulale opting out. And so 
maybe this is the breakout year for Ed Oliver and all those question marks go away. But even if they do, they'll need someone to back him up a year from now. So taking a guy in like the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round to be the second defensive tackle at the three tech spot would be fine. Running back comes after that. I'm definitely on team no running back at 30. Uh, the Bills have a significant investment in their running back room already with two third-round picks. Um, I, I would have no problem with them taking a late-round flyer to replace Matt Breida, but I don't want them spending a premium asset on that position. And then finally on my list, oh, not, not finally on my list, but next on my list, offensive tackle, Daryl Williams um, is another guy that's only they're only committed to for one year. With Cody Ford not playing tackle, the Bills don't really have you know, a stud right tackle for the long term. So drafting a developmental guy could make a lot of sense. Uh, they did sign a couple bodies um, this offseason to play depth roles on the offensive line, but that doesn't mean that they can't upgrade at that position. Slot cornerback, Taron Johnson's in the final year of his rookie deal. Uh, their backup is Saran Neal, who is less than inspiring at slot cornerback. So I think that's a position they could be a, um, they could solidify with a draft pick. And then finally, a groom and replace safety. Uh, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde have two or three years left uh, before um, we're going to think about replacing them. And so drafting a guy now to develop down the line, so like two or three years from now, he could take over from those. Those guys would be uh, pretty awesome. They don't have Dean Marlowe back in the fold yet. Um, they have Jaquan Johnson, but adding another developmental guy would be uh, very interesting. So that's my list. Um, I didn't add linebacker to that list. Um, some people questioned me about that on Twitter yesterday. Uh, I, I think the Bills have a great mix of solid veterans, uh, veteran experience backups, and developmental players at that position. They're six deep plus Tyler Matikiewicz, um, or maybe even seven deep. I can't I can't remember off the top of my head, but I, I didn't add linebacker to that list because I think they're pretty well set there. So that's my needs list going into April, uh, prepping for the 2021 NFL Draft. Go over to buffalorumlings.com, check out that article, make sure you leave your list in the comments section. When we get back from this quick break, we're gonna go through your questions. So stay right here. Okay, let's go over to Twitter where we have a couple of related questions. Uh, Thunderlicious, <laughs> CPetway79, asks us, any chance they move up from pick 30? And Jack Nealon asks us, what player would have to fall in the draft for it to make trading up a no-brainer move. Well, I, I do think there's a possibility they might move up from 30, but they don't have a ton of flexibility right now. They don't have, you know, they only have first, second, and third round picks, and then they don't have a fourth round pick or a uh, fifth round pick this year, which kind of limits their mobility, at least to be able to move up, you know, a few spots. Looking at the trade value chart. The Bills with um, the 30th overall pick and the 62nd overall pick could move up to about 18 or 19 overall if they moved all three of their top three picks, first, second, and third round picks. They could get up into the, I don't know, 14 or 15 overall pick range, somewhere in there. So, I mean, for a guy to fall that far from the top of the draft, I mean, like a Kyle Pitts to make it a no-brainer move, you'd be 
you know, making him your entire draft class, essentially. And I don't necessarily think the Bills think that they're one player away. Uh, Brandon Bean loves talking about building sustainability and talking about long term. And so if you're trading your first, second and third round picks for one player, um, like Pitts would probably be the only guy that I would even consider doing that for. And even that seems you know pretty darn steep for me. Um, I don't see them because they have all those like secondary needs. They don't have like that huge hole they have to fill. Um, I don't see them trading up, you know, significantly. If the Bills put their first and third round picks together, they would only get up to pick number 24 or so. Even trading up two slots is going to take multiple of their day three picks. So I just don't see trading up as you know, a really big option unless they're going to use a future pick, like a future second round pick to move up, I don't know, five or six slots. But I think with their needs set as the way they are, I think it's more likely that they stay put or trade back than it is that they trade up. And I know Brandon Bean loves to trade up, but uh, I don't necessarily see that as a big time option this year because of the lack of fourth and fifth round picks uh, because they don't have any obvious holes. Thanks for the question over on Twitter guys at rumblings Q and a Jack goes on to ask us, are, are there any teams we should jump in the draft order to ensure we get the right player that have the same needs as us? Well, just taking a quick look at the few teams ahead of Buffalo, the, Packers at 29 could go cornerback. The Saints uh, could go cornerback, defensive end, or wide receiver. The Ravens could go defensive end or wide receiver. The Browns could go defensive end. So if the Bills really want a defensive end, they might have to get up above the Browns, who currently pick at 26. So getting up to pick number 25, um, you know, they could certainly do that. Uh, you know, in a normal year, that would cost them a fourth-round pick, but Buffalo doesn't have a fourth-round pick. So you're going to trade a future third-round pick maybe for that uh, trade to move up with the Jaguars and would the Jaguars want a future pick as opposed to a, a pick this year? So a lot of questions going into that. Um, but, yeah, that's – I mean, there are teams ahead of them that have some of the same needs. So that's, that's a good uh, kind of coda to that question, Jack. Next up is Mark Zurich, who asks us, I think a first-round running back could put us over the top next season, but we desperately need defensive line and edge rushers for beyond this season. Are the Bills more likely to go running back to go more all-in on 2021 or defensive line and edge to take a slightly longer-term approach? Well, I'm pretty clear on what I want. Um, I want the Bills to go with that longer-term approach. Here's my hang up with the running back at 30 argument. Um, Brandon Bean does not like to give up on his draft picks. We've seen them shoehorn in Cody Ford, even when we knew he probably wasn't the best option at a couple spots. Um, to think that the Bills drafted Zach Moss at third overall last year, or in the third round, I should say, last year, and are now going to take away a bunch of his carries for a first round running back. It doesn't make sense to me. Same thing with Devin Singletary the year before, another third-round pick. Those are significant investments in a running back, um, and they've done it twice over the last few years. And then, for the most part, they make that third running back inactive. So who's going to be on the game day roster? You're a third-round pick from last year or your first-round pick from this year. 
it just doesn't make sense to me in a roster building standpoint that the Bills are going to suddenly start giving a whole lot more carries or touches, let's say touches, to you know the running back position as a whole. The Bills love to run three and four wide receiver sets. They like to pass the ball and push the ball vertically down the field, and I don't know how a running back is going to help them do that. So I think from a roster building standpoint, I just don't see that third running back with another significant investment in draft capital at running back. So that doesn't make sense to me. And so I'm going to continue to say defensive line and edge because they need an upgrade at edge defender right now more than they need an upgrade at running back right now. And especially based on what Brandon Bean said at the end of the season. So, I mean, the Bills didn't lose to the Chiefs because they didn't have a running back. The Bills lost to the Chiefs because they didn't have a pass rush. The Chiefs had the extra running back and got smoked by the Tampa Bay pass rush. So if you look at the teams at the top right now, they're adding pass rush. They have pass rush. That's what is you know, stopping Patrick Mahomes. That's what stops Tom Brady. That's what stops Josh Allen is the pass rush. And so that's why I think the Bills should invest in that it's not even for the longer term approach like you asked it's for like 2021 like by the time the bills get to the playoffs that rookie isn't going to be a rookie anymore he's going to be at the end of his first nfl season now he might not be you know at his full form um after you know one nfl offseason and one nfl season but he'll be good enough to make an, an impact um play snaps so i think that the bills should go for that defensive lineman for a longer term approach for sure but also for a shorter term approach so i hope i wasn't unclear <laughs> because i've been pretty adamant about that throughout this podcast and really throughout the draft process this year thanks for your question over on twitter mark at rumblings q and a over on twitter bill n at william kevin 24 asks us with some recent depth added to the roster and the likelihood that they won't extend Edmonds, would would number 49 have draft day trade value? And for what return? Yeah, you know, uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, I guess, and it's much more likely that the Bills would trade Edmonds for a player than it is they would trade him or use him as part of, you know, a draft day trade to move up. Uh, I, theoretically, I mean, I would think he could get I don't know, like a third round pick or something like that in exchange um, just because he's a pro bowler, a two-time pro bowler, I should add. Um, but also, I think that that conversation is kind of ridiculous. Um, the Bills might not be in a position to extend Edmonds. I don't know how they feel about him inside the building. Right now, his fifth-year option is going to be very expensive because he made the Pro Bowl last year, and a contract extension for him is going to be very expensive. I know Bills fans don't really, well, I won't say all Bills fans, but some Bills fans don't really see his value, but I think he's a, a solid middle linebacker. I think, I don't know if I want to give him, you know, a multi-year extension like I gave Matt Milano, uh, but I think that the Bills aren't going to trade uh, Tremaine Edmonds right now, especially while he's got such a short um, short time window left on his rookie deal. He's got one year that's very cheap before he even becomes expensive so i don't think it's likely that the bills are going to trade tremaine edmonds i just don't see that i think they like seeing him with matt milano and they're going to make that decision on edmonds a year from now or actually it'll be two years from now because this offseason i just think they're going to pick up his fifth year option and even if they don't they don't have to make that decision on edmonds right now if they decline his fifth year option 
ride out the 2021 season with Edmonds as your middle linebacker and then go into next offseason and give him a contract extension if you want to or let him walk if you want to. Um, and then they'll get a compensatory pick from it. So I, I don't really see any reason for them to trade Tremaine Edmonds. And I, I've been seeing it bandied about now that they signed you know, a couple depth linebackers in free agency. I just don't see the appeal for it. I don't see the value in return for it. Um, I really don't see any reason why it makes sense to do that. So hope I wasn't unclear. <laughs> um, as always, you can ask your questions by calling us and leaving a voicemail at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at rumblingsqa with the word and spelled out in the middle. Email us buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. Uh, you can send us Facebook or Instagram messages to the official Buffalo Rumblings accounts and we will answer those questions as well. Make sure you head over to our YouTube channel and subscribe there, youtube.com slash buffalo rumblings. Thanks everyone for listening and go Bills.